Welcome to Youth Voice, a podcast giving young people a voice in politics. So we're back for season two. You, uh, we'd obviously had a bit of hiatus in over the summer. So we're back. Uh, hope you all didn't miss us too much. So I'm joined by the fresh new MLA for FOIL, Podrick DeLarge of Sinn Féin. So welcome to the show, Podrick. And so I suppose we'll, we'll get straight in. What are your priorities as a new young MLA going into the Assembly? So my first priority is mental health and providing a first-class mental health service for Derry. Something that I've been very, very open about, very upfront about, and I think is very much needed, both within Derry and across the North. So what that looks like is about promoting positive mental health, particularly through schools and community organisations, but also putting in place methods of ensuring that those who are struggling with their mental health can feel supported and can feel that they have access to our healthcare system. My second thing, as you know, Dermot, I'm a former primary school teacher, so education is very high up the agenda. It's something for me that it's pivotal uh, in our society and I suppose for us moving forward and inspiring the next generation of, of young people and young leaders, I see it as the cornerstone of that. Um, another huge priority for me is on job creation, particularly with the regional disparity from the Northwest. So we want not just any jobs, but we want high quality jobs. We want jobs that people can develop and that they can grow their skills in. And we want those jobs not to be ones that come to Derry and leave again, but we want them to make sure that they're grounded and they're a part of the community within the Northwest. Final priority for me would be housing. Obviously, at the minute, there's a huge demand for social housing across the north, but there's also a, a growing demand for affordable housing. So a lot of young people um, looking to move into their own houses. And I suppose that, again, brings in the element of, of young people in politics and how we can influence and, and drive that going forward. So that's a huge priority for me. Those are the four key areas. Of course, there are other areas which very passionate about working on as well but those are the, the four key priorities for me going forward and i suppose kind of you've already kind of really gotten into your work like we've seen i've seen your petition about the high street voucher obviously that's a huge thing and launching today as far as i know the whole scheme but it obviously isn't open to 16 and 17 year olds so you can tell me a bit more about that because there are, there's kind of there's arguments saying that you know young people don't work as much so there's no need for it you know young people shouldn't be getting it but, you know, what do you say that? Well, I think the first thing is this petition. Um, it was launched by myself and Keith Archibald, who within the party, has she, she's been leading up the campaign around the voucher scheme and about rolling it out. So Kiva gets under the really nutty gritty of it. And for us, the priority is about making sure that as many people as possible have access to this. Um, I actually asked Gordon Lyons about it the other day and the response that I got was that this wasn't about the consumers, it's about the businesses. Um, to me, that's not good enough. There are a huge number of young people out there, young people who work in part-time jobs to support themselves through education. The EMA allowance is, is small. Um, it plays a significant part in allowing young people to stay at school, but it isn't enough on its own for many young people. I think there's also a huge number of young people who go out and work um, in full-time jobs and apprenticeships so it's very, very important that those young people who have played such a vital part in, in our economy and in society in general have access to this. I think that there's a huge and a growing number of young people who are paying tax 
who are paying national insurance. And that's the basis on which this voucher scheme ha has been able to come about. So why should those young people not have the opportunities to, to enjoy it and, and to benefit from it? It's about stimulating the local economy uh, and, and the regional economy of that as well. So an important part of that is young people going out. It's been you know, a difficult year and a half for all of us, but particularly for young people who have lost really, really vital years. Um, I know a lot of people last year, I think the formals are starting to happen again now and stuff like that in schools, but you know, a lot of young people have missed very, very important um, milestones in their life. And I think that this is a great opportunity now to in some way compensate for that. And I suppose on top of that as well, you're a young MLA, you're one of the youngest in the assembly now. Going forward, how do we get more young people involved in politics? Because I think it was, I believe it was the former MLA, Megan Furran, had said that the assembly was too steel, too pale and too male. Now, obviously, both of us are pretty pale and male. But when it comes to, you know, bringing, actually getting young people in, what do we, like, how do we do that? Because it seems like the assembly and, you know, kind of voters, it's dominated by the older generation. So especially with you being one of the younger, how do we, how do we get people in? I think the first thing is to have conversations like this, like we're doing today, that we actually have those open, honest conversations and we have dialogue. Um, you know, as a young person coming forward, I was always under the perception that people talk about young people, talk to young people, but they didn't talk with them. So I think that Sinn Féin in particular have shown a real leadership role in this, that we don't just talk about young people, we don't tell them what they should do, what they should think. We're led by young people in our constituencies and our party. Um, this weekend, there was the Ogre Sinn Féin conference. Um, again, a really, really important milestone in allowing young people to have their voice within the party. I think that one of my priorities for making sure that young people feel that they are a part of politics, that they have a voice within it, is of making Stormont accessible. So obviously in, in times when restrictions are, are, a bit, uh, are eased a bit more, um, you know, inviting people up to Stormont to understand what Stormont's about, what Stormont can do for them and how they can get their voices heard within that. As you mentioned, the, the petition was something which Kiva and myself launched just last night, but I think that it's already gaining traction. And what we want to do is to make sure that all young people across schools, colleges, workplaces across the North, um, you know, are aware of it, are aware of what we're trying to do and are aware that we're making sure that they are included, that we're going to bring this petition before Stormont, before the Chamber, and to make sure that those facts are presented, that people have the desire, that they want young people to have access to this, that they want them to be included. Um, one of my big things that I suppose I've prioritised as a young MLA as well, is making my message and the message of the party accessible, particularly through social media. So I think it's it's vital at all points that we're open, we're transparent, and that we're very, very much accessible for people as well, that people can drop us a message, they can ring us, they can get in contact at any time to make sure that it's not a case of us, you know, going in this school and having a conversation once every year, or some people like to do coming up to election time. It's very much about having that conversation, that ongoing dialogue throughout. A huge priority for me and something which I worked on a lot when I was a member of OGRA was about uh, moving the vote to include 16 and 17 year olds. I think that a lot of young people have a real active interest in politics and I do believe that the voting age should be lowered 
make sure that we have a much, much more inclusive voting system and to ensure, as you mentioned from Megan's comments, that it doesn't stay, that Stormont is an exciting, it's a dynamic place and it's a place where young people feel that they can be heard. Absolutely. And I suppose votes at 16 something we're fairly big on here. I know that it's something I've been fairly kind of loud about myself. But on to, I suppose Sinn Féin's been fairly big on that, like Fenton Warfield down south, his private members bill. And then on top of that, there is petitions and motions kind of always going through in the assembly from Sinn Féin. Is it something that you think we'll see? Like, because it seems like, especially with the democratic deficit facing Stormont War, it is a situation where it's controlled by Westminster. Is it something that we're realistically going to see? I would hope so. I think that as we bring more and more young MLAs forward, that hopefully that will inspire other parties to do the same, that hopefully other parties will realise that there is that determination, that there is that uh, you know, dynamic energy within the chamber that's created. Um, Anya Murphy and myself are the two youngest MLAs at the minute. Um, you also have young MLAs like um, Emma Sheeran and a lot of other young people, particularly within Okra. There are leaders who are coming forward all the time who are stepping into council roles, as you mentioned, Fenton. Uh, in the 26 counties. So you have people who are filling these roles and stepping up all the time. So my hope is that as we see more and more young people coming forward and Sinn Féin have been very, very much leaders in that and taken on the mantle of bringing forward young leaders, I think that that is something which hopefully over the next number of years we'll see becoming more and more of an issue. And as we bring more young people forward, those issues will naturally progress and that that debate will naturally take, I suppose, another shape and, and gain momentum and gain support across the chamber. And I suppose kind of on voting, we're going into the election cycle. It is, we've got quite a few elections over the next coming years and it's coming very soon in May. It'll be my first election. I know I'm excited for actually getting to go out and vote for once. But what are Sinn Féin's priorities going? What does Sinn Féin want to bring you know in the next election cycle it looks like there's going to be a Sinn Féin first minister for the first time ever like Sinn Féin are technically the largest party in the assembly now so what is what's Sinn Féin's message going in? Well we're committed to being in government north and south we're committed to ensuring that we are going to be the biggest party at the next election and for us that isn't you know, it's not the symbolism of that. It's not being able to say we're the biggest party. It's actually the outworkings of that and what that means in government. So what that would allow us to do is to take the economy ministry. And by doing that, that unlocks huge numbers of projects which have been frustrated and, and held back by the DUP, particularly around the A5, lots of uh, large-scale infrastructure projects. So it gives us the opportunity to really show people what Sinn Féin are about to show people what it means to live in a united Ireland, to show people what it means to have that connected approach between the North and the South, and to really show people what our vision for the Republic is. So by being the biggest party, it is about unlocking all those pro projects. It's about showing people what Sinn Féin in government is, and it allows us really to put our own stamp on the North and on politics. I think again that feeds in to what you've been talking about about Stormont sometimes being seen as stale. Um, one thing I don't think anybody could say about Sinn Féin is we, we definitely aren't stale. Um, we definitely don't sit back and let things happen. We're drivers of it, we're movers of change and I think that to allow Sinn Féin now and to see Sinn Féin becoming the biggest party in Ireland 
as a really inspirational thing for young people. I think it's a really inspirational thing to see that change and for people to understand what that means for them, what that means for them in terms of housing, what that means for them in terms of jobs and their economy as well. And I suppose on the kind of the idea of United Ireland, both, I suppose me and you, we only really know pace. We are the new, you know, you're the new generation of politician. What does it mean to be a young Republican activist now? Like, because it, Republican seems to mean something very different to our generation than it did the generation before and the generation before that. So what does it mean to you to be, you know, a young Republican activist at now an MLA in the kind of, as a member of the new generation? Well, as you're aware, I joined Ogre when I was 15. Um, so it's an organization I've been a member of for a long time. Um, in Ogre, I, I suppose I really got a great experience of understanding what politics was about of understanding how Sinn Féin are building new leaders, how they're building um, young people up to become the next generation. So it's not, um, you know, it's not a break from where we've been at in the past, but it's it's a natural movement uh, and it's very, very much following in the footsteps. I mean, you're working side by side with stalwarts of republicanism, like Pat Sheehan um, and Derry, you know, so, so many people at home who have been about the struggle for, for many years. So it's very, very much integral to who we've always been. But I think, as we mentioned, Dermot, it's very much now about understanding that, you know, Ogre in particular have, have really, I suppose, given that energy and, and that dynamic now that we're a progressive party. First and foremost, that people need to understand that we are progressive, we're about reaching out, we're about inclusion, but we're about understanding what a new Ireland is going to look like, what a fair Ireland, what a united Ireland is going to look like. So all of that feeds in to our aims as a political party, but inspired by young people and with increasing numbers of young leaders, I think that we are in a position now where we're ready to lead a united Ireland. And I suppose we'll just kind of, we'll finish up on this. With you know the United Ireland, it's it's almost an abstract. It's it for a long time it was an abstract concept, but it now seems to be something that's almost reality. Almost, it is a conversation that's happening. What does I, I like? I don't mean entirely like I otherwise would be here all night. But the United Ireland, what does that kind of mean to you? What does it not in terms of you know? I'm not going to get you to fill out all of the economy and you know and tell me what what we need to look like government wise. But in terms of, you know, kind of being politically, what does, what, what attracts you to that idea? Well, I think first and foremost, it's about fairness. It's about equality. It's about building an Ireland of equals. That's always been Sinn Féin's position around it. It's not about, you know, um, just Sinn Féin alone. It's not about us putting ourselves forward and saying we're, we're the only people with the answers here. It's about convincing people of a United Ireland, it's about showing them the economic benefits. It's about showing them benefits in terms of healthcare, of education. Um, so it's about all those things combining and coalescing to build a, a fresh and a new country. I think particularly within the 26 counties as well, this isn't the case of um, us simply join on, joining on to the 26 counties and, and everything being perfect. It's definitely not. It's about creating a new Ireland and within the South. Um, Sinn Féin are very, very much the fore in driving that social change. So for us, this isn't just a change of a political leader. It's not about um, changing the map and, and 
erasing the bound, the border and the boundaries on it. This is very much about a wholly new Ireland and about creating something that people can get behind, people are excited about. And by bringing people along and having that democratic process, having that democratic vote, people feel invested in it. They feel that they're a part of it and that they feel that they have taken leadership role in building the new country. So for us, that's you know very much essential. I think, as you say, you know, the opportunity to take United Ireland is there. Uh, and first and foremost, for me, that's about Sinn Féin and government uh, and, and taking you know, um, the first minister role becoming the largest party. The people are able to see what we're about. The people are able to see what it means for us to be in government and for us to lead the government as first minister. I think um, Michelle actually touched on it today in the chamber, but it is very, very much about setting out our own stuff, about not being distracted by what other people do, what other people say and, and what other people's priorities are. We've been very, very clear all along on what our priorities are. And that's something that we will take into this election and we'll take going forward. We've set out our stall. People vote for us on the basis of that. They're very, very clear on, on where we stand. And that's where we want to be at going forward. The people have a clear idea when they vote for Sinn Féin, that is our vision for United Ireland. That's where we want to bring the country. And that's where we hope that people get behind and give us the mandate to become the largest party in the assembly. Brilliant. And I suppose we'll wrap up there. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for inviting me, uh, To everyone listening, thank you all for listening. As always, you can check out our blog, read our articles at ufoiceni.com. Get involved, get in contact with us. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at ufoiceni or contact us on Instagram at ufoice underscore ni. As always, I've been Dermot Hamill and we'll see you all next time. Thank you very much. <laughs>